guys. Thanks for joining us. This is Paige, and I'm here with my co-host, Leslie. Hey, everybody. Um, we want to welcome you to season two of the Outnumber Mamas podcast. Thanks for listening. Um, this season, we have a couple fun things up our sleeve, and we have um, lots of guests that you're going to get to know. So our first guest of season two today is actually my friend, Tony Veroni. And um, she's here to talk to us about breast implant illness. So, Tony, thank you for being a guest on our podcast today. We really appreciate it. Um, if you could just start off, uh, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, just so our listeners can get uh, a little idea of who you are. <laughs> okay. Thanks for asking me to be on. Um, it's always nice to share this information. And everywhere I go, I, I swear, if if I'm in front of a female, I'm talking about it because it's just not something that a lot of people know about. So, um, so I live in Southern California and I was born and raised in the same house. I went to all girls Catholic school, um, and married the love of my life. And we have two children. They're five and two and um, and they're just our whole entire world. I I became a registered nurse in 2003. So it's yeah, some like it's been like 17 or 18 years. Um, and I worked. I began working um, in the ER, and that was just a rude awakening for me and seeing kind of what healthcare actually is in our country is more like sick care and um and then left that and became a hospice and palliative care nurse and then um did that for many years and went on to open up a um a hospice and palliative care unit at la county general hospital um it was one of the first hospitals around to um, to open a unit like that or have a program at all for palliative care, which was nice. Um, but, you know, it was wearing on me. And so I got a job as a weight loss nurse and I would work, mind you, I was single at the time. I would work in the morning doing weight loss and then I would go to my hospice job after. And so weight loss has kind of become a passion for me and helping people get healthier, um, you know, and, and kind of get off medications. And I'm sort of, I've been brought down this path, I feel like, to help people get healthy rather than continue the spiral of medications and you know stuff like that so so thank you Tony for um, giving us your background we appreciate it um, so what you mentioned before um, and something that you've experienced is the breast plant uh, why do I keep saying that breast implant illness and um, like you said I don't think too many people are actually aware of what this is and how it occurs. If if you could just give us um, some kind of insight into what exactly it is and how it happens, would you mind giving us a little background on that? Sure. So um, so basically, 
breast implants are permeable bags that are in usually under the muscle of your breast and they're really close to some really vital organs. So, um, so breast implants are considered carcinogenic, um, cytotoxic, neurotoxic, and endocrine disruptors. So, so if you, if you have, it doesn't matter if you have saline or silicone breast implants because, you know, the thought was back when I got mine was that silicone was much more dangerous because you could have like a slow leak and then your body becomes, you know, you get silicone toxicity, but right. So I heard that too. Yeah. So I ended up going the safe route and I, um, and I got saline, but not knowing that the outer shell is made of silicone and it's made of um, lots of heavy metals. So, um, <clears throat> so there are certain, there are certain things that kind of have to happen in your body. And, you know, through my research and asking other women, because I'm trying to educate my friends on it, I've asked, do you think that everybody can get this? And the response I've gotten is, it's not if, it's when. So, like, some people will start to get symptoms, you know, like, a year or two into it, I've had, I've seen people get reactions right away because it is, it's a foreign body. Sure. Yeah. You know, in, in your system. So, um, so, you know, like most people will reject different, um, different foreign bodies that are put inside of them just because you're, it's not meant to be there. So, Right. Um, so part of what happens is that this, it's called a capsule, um, grows around the implant because it's trying to, it's trying to protect your body from this foreign object. So, so it builds this capsule around it. Your body, it's just your body's natural response to having it there. Sure. Yeah. Um, and there are there are some situations where people can be more prone to like silicone sensitivity. So there uh, there's there's genes that have been identified. I don't know if you've heard of them, but genes like HLA B twenty seven, um, HLA DR fifty two, and HLA DR. 53, they're all associated with higher sensitivity to silicone. So if, you know, if you have one of those genetic factors, you could have a reaction sooner. Um, But even without the genes, your body is going to have an immune response to these foreign invaders, you know. Um, The 
<clears throat> there are many different situations with implants. One is that, um, like, with many of the saline implants, there will be ports and they can collect mold and it, it makes you more prone to infection. So I've, I've actually had friends have theirs removed and it be completely full of mold, which is so wow. toxic to your body. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so, so there, you know, there are a lot of different situations. Like one of the things is that, um, a lot of times the outer shell will start to slough off. And so that is, you know, putting those toxic chemicals and heavy metals all throughout your body. Yeah. Wow. And then there are um, implants called textured implants. And um, those are are known to, to cause a form of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and so yeah and so you know with that I will say that and I don't mean to go off on a tangent here from your question but uh, with doctors with plastic surgeons um, implants are their number one money maker so doctors are pretty much Either they have kept themselves ignorant to it and chosen to to not face reality or, you know, um, or they just decide that they don't want to, they don't want to face the fact that it can be true. So, so um, doctors don't really tell their patients about these kind of issues before, right? Well, I've heard from some women that their doctors did warn them and they made the choice anyway. My doctor did not. Um, and in fact, I don't know if you're going to want to know like about him and stuff, but he actually, I actually went back to him. Um, when I first realized that that's what I was suffering from. And he, completely denied it and made me feel like I had mental issues and that's what doctors do so um, that was actually going to be one of my questions to you if you ever went back to your your surgeon and and let him know hey I this is what's happened to me and I was curious what his reaction was I that's unbelievable honestly I can't believe that (laughs) that's crazy yeah and he completely he completely denied it and he sat there for a good 20 minutes trying to convince me that implants were so safe and that, you know, um, that there was absolutely no reason why these certain symptoms that I was having had anything to do with my implants because I didn't go in there with like breast pain or capsular contracture or anything like that. So it was really hard to diagnose and, you know, he, he made me feel like I was crazy and I walked out of there in tears because, you know, um, but the other thing was that he did offer to 
he said, okay, I can take them out, but, like, I'll just give you Valium, and you can just sit in the office, and it'll be really easy. I'll just, yeah, I'll just cut, I'll just cut you open. Like, I'll numb you, of course. You're not going to feel anything. You'll be relaxed, and, um, and I'll just, like, remove them there in the office, and, and, of course, I had done all my research, and I'm like, no, you have to remove the capsule and everything, and he's like, that's not necessary, and, so one of the things that I did read in my research was that um, surgeons get paid a lot to put them in, but they don't get paid hardly anything to take them out. So a lot of times they will try to do a shortcut like that and just do like a 20 or 30 minute procedure with um, like just something to relax you. My and friend had the same thing too. And she said that when she got hers removed, it was, like, a major thing. Like, she well, was on bed rest be. for a long time afterward. Like, I can't believe your doctor said that. No, and it's common because I've, I've had other friends, too. Like, I have one of my best friends said, she's like, well, my doctor suggested I do it in the office. And since I don't really have symptoms like you that you know she's like I'm just trying to prevent it and I'm like why would you leave the capsule inside and just do it that way because you know um the capsule is what holds on to all of those toxins and all the heavy metals and all the silicone you have to get you have to get that out of your body right. or you will never heal now what kind of symptoms did you have well, for her, first tell us this. Um, how long, because I think it'll give people a good idea of kind of what, what happened with your journey. So mm-hmm. how long did you actually have the breast implants in um, before you started having symptoms? Or how long had you had them when you started having your symptoms? And then what were the symptoms, like Paige asked? Okay, so I would say, I would say within... A year and a half or so I started gaining quite a bit of weight and um and I'll never forget my mom doesn't even remember this but um but you know this was like let's say 14 13 14 years ago she said to me I just watched this news special and they were like inside edition or something you know and they were talking about this how how people with breast implants will suddenly start gaining a bunch of weight and I'm like that is just ridiculous like that is so that's just so not true you know and um Mm -hmm. but I had been I had been gaining weight but I I thought you know I have a difficult job I work night shift um you know in the ER I'm tired all the time and and I I, um, I lived at the beach and like during the entire time I lived there, I never once went cause I was so exhausted all the time. And I, I attributed that to my job. So, right. um, so I would say that fatigue and a uh, brain fogginess were, were two and then the weight gain I was like well I'm on night shift and they don't have very many healthy options so like it's probably just my diet and I just need to change my eating 
you know, I did not want to face the fact that it could be anything else. But even with those symptoms, like it's back then that nobody was talking about this. So I wouldn't have known anyway. But um, so um, so about two years in to having them, I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. And I, um, you know, so I was like, oh, that's why I'm gaining weight. That's what the problem is. Well, they put me on Synthroid and I didn't lose any weight. So like that, you know, the thyroid had nothing to do with that, but the thyroid had to possibly do with the fact that my hair was falling out and, you know, and, and I felt, I felt so fatigued and all these things. But if you, like, if you look at the list of symptoms for breast implant illness, one of them is hair loss, one of them is fatigue and, and um, foggy brain forgetfulness. Um, and, but it also causes, the main thing it does is it attacks your um, immune system. So, so the main thing that comes out of this is usually autoimmune issues. And so uh, hypothyroidism was my first autoimmune issue. Okay. Um, and then, so, you know, I started taking the medication for that. And, um, and you know, I started, like, dealing with some depression. And, and I... I kind of thought, well, you know, like, look the job I'm in. Of course, I'm going to be depressed, you know, sure. and um, and that can also be that can be a symptom too. Um, a lot of them are very general and could be a lot of different things, but it's kind of a matter of elimination with a lot of it. Right. Um, and then um, I would say about five years into having them. I started having severe chronic pain and a lot of it was nerve pain. So, um, I had like this, like tingling in my feet, which was the beginning of neuropathy, but I didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, and my, my joints hurt a lot and I, I would say about, seven years ago, seven, eight years ago, something like that, I started seeing a rheumatologist who kept trying to diagnose me. And he said, you know, I'm just, I have to eliminate everything else. And I'm just going to say you have fibromyalgia. Well, back when I became a nurse, fibromyalgia was not something that you could even do a test for. So it was, it was just this diagnosis of um, like of exclusion. Yeah. Pain. yeah. Right. Yeah. And so like if they couldn't figure anything else out, they would label you as that. And so in the ER, um, I'm just going to be fully honest here in the ER as a nurse, like when we saw that on somebody's chart, we were like, Oh, drug seeker, you know? <laughs> sure. And that was, that was just what we thought. Cause we didn't have any education on it. And so for this doctor to say that, I was like, oh, no, 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 that's not it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, I, I ended up ended up getting pregnant, and, um, and a lot of the pain went away. 
so I felt really good while I was pregnant, which happens to be another thing with autoimmune issues is when you're pregnant, there's something about the hormones in your body or the oxytocin, or I'm not really sure what, but you, you feel really good while you're pregnant. So, um, I didn't have a ton of pain. I have a sister who has MS and she feels great when she's pregnant, but as soon as she has the baby, then it all goes back. So, um, so yeah, so things just kept getting worse. And then, um, and then I, I got, I had my daughter and, you know, I mean, I still had the pain and stuff, but like, I was just tired of people making me feel like I was making it up. And that's one of the big battles with this is like, is having doctors make you feel like you're imagining things. Um, and so I, I had a lot of like hormonal issues, night sweats. Um, I had, I have, um, stage four, um, adrenal fatigue. Um, I have insomnia. Um, again, my weight kept going up and I went from, I would say like my normal weight as a young adult was probably between 125 and 135. And on my wedding day, I was 240 pounds and, and I didn't feel like I had any control over it. It was just the weight just kept coming and coming and coming. Um, I, I noticed, you know, every few weeks I would have a ton of bruises. Like, I mean, bruises, like huge bruises all over my legs. And they were just like the random bruises. I hadn't fallen, nothing. Um, I was having trouble like healing from stuff. And, um, I had, really bad acid reflux and nausea, you know, a lot of GI issues. I had, um, I had a lot of issues with candida. So, um, which is like an overgrowth, overgrowth of yeast. So, um, for example, when I, when I tried, when I started breastfeeding my daughter, I almost immediately, I got, um, thrush. Yeah. And it's so painful and we couldn't figure out what it was. And I had to do like a candida um, cleanse and then it happened all over again with my son. And this is another issue where a lot of people will have overgrowth of like different microbes or viruses or bacteria. And it's really hard to fight things off. Um, it just and sounds then- like, like an endless list of just awful, awful symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. And so after I had my son, my pain got to be excruciating and, um, the, I'll tell you, okay. So I had him in January and in April of that year, I had, I had earned a trip through my company to Punta Cana. So we were in Punta Cana, all my friends were on the beach. They were all having fun. And, um, I couldn't get out of bed. So I, and it wasn't every day, but like several of the days I couldn't get out of bed. And every time my feet would hit the floor, it felt like they were going to break. 
like just shatter into pieces and um and it was just it was so so painful I can't even describe it so um while I was there I kind of thought to myself like okay if you're at home and you're complaining of pain maybe you're trying to get out of housework or something but you know when you're in Punta Cana and you should be laying on the beach you know there really is probably something wrong so I posted in this I posted in this holistic group that I'm in it's a Southern California holistic group and I just said like hey I'm just this is random but these are my symptoms and I've been having them for a while and you know I'm I'm in another country I was just thinking like if somebody said go and buy a bunch of vitamin c or vitamin b or something from the gift shop and just take a bunch of it I would have done it like I would have done anything you know to get this pain to go away so one of the ladies in the thread actually said she goes, you know, um, I had all of these symptoms and I had breast implant illness. And so, of course, my head goes to like, like, how dare you think that I have breast implants? Like, you don't even know me, you know? And, um, (laughs) but she saved my life. And so I ended up going back later on and telling her that, um, that, you know, I was so grateful for her. And, I had been going to this holistic doctor in Orange County and um, he's amazing. But when I filled out my paperwork and it asked about my surgeries, I said like two C-sections, gallbladder, you know, appendix, like all of those things. I never said anything about my implants because I'm like, this guy doesn't need to know that. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Right. And so, um, so he kept trying to treat me and he kept like running into walls and he'd be like, there's something missing and I don't know what it is. And so, um, and I'm like, I don't know either. Honestly, I've told you everything. And in my mind, I thought I had. So, um, when that girl said that to me, I had nothing but time. I was just laying in bed. So I started researching breast implant illness and, um, and I had almost every single symptom on the list and I'll give you guys the list if you want to put it up in your blog um yeah that'd be great we'll put it in our show notes for sure okay was that so then was that like your aha moment like your light bulb went off and you're like oh my gosh I think I have this yeah yeah and so um so I came back and like first thing I did when I got off the plane was I went back to that doctor and I said hey there's something that I haven't told you and I'm wondering if it's playing a part. And I said, I have breast implants and he's like, Oh my gosh, that is what it is. And he, um, he had tested me and he couldn't figure out why I kept coming up for like, like heavy metals and like, and I had silicone toxicity at that point. And he, um, and he saw how much pain I was in. He saw how much I was suffering and he was, he was really frustrated until we figured that out. And then his wife helped connect me with some ladies that, um, had been through it, had been in his office. And so, um, so I, I started talking to them. I called one of them one night and I'm like, just tell me everything, you know? And she had gone to this doctor in LA and 
six of her girlfriends had all had the same symptoms and they all went to him and they all got um, an explant by him. And um, so, yeah, so I just started, I just started researching, but as I was and as I was going to different visits, things were progressing dramatically um, with my health. And it got to a point where, um, and I don't think this is on the list of things, but this is something that I hear quite often is having this feeling of impending doom. Oh. And it's so scary. Almost like um, a form of anxiety. Yeah, but like you feel like you know you're going to die and it's going to be soon. Yeah. And it's, wow. um, and you don't want it to happen, but it's just, you feel like it, it is. And, um, and so, you know, my husband has to work and he works far. So, um, so he'd be at work and I would call my best friend, um, who was a stay at home mom. And, and I'd say, you know what, I, I need help with the kids today. And she's like, just grab some diapers and come over. We'll figure out the clothes. You know, I have food. Just come over. So I would go over there and she would take care of my kids and I would just lay there. And yeah, it was, um, it was awful. And so I'll never forget. Go ahead. I was just going to say, so how, so from when you discovered that this is what you have, like between you and your doctor, Mm-hmm. Um, you, you did have your implants removed, right? Yes, I did. How, so how, how long was it from the time you discovered you have this to when you had them taken out? So I actually got, I got really lucky because, um, I, so I joined this Facebook support group for women with, um, breast implant illness <laughs> and there are a lot out there. So, you know, for people that, that, um, suspect that they might have it, or even if they're considering getting implants, I always tell people to get in the group and just, just look around, watch the posts and stuff. So, um, so I was in the group and they have like specific doctors that they approve. So it's this, they have a website and they have a Facebook group, which I should say is now up to over a hundred thousand women wow. in the Facebook group. Yeah. That's very and so, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, people donate money to help her keep, um, the website and the, and the group going and, and stuff. Um, but so I, I, I would say that I was figuring that that's what was going on in April. And then, um, I went, I got on two different waiting lists for doctors on, they have like this approved list and, um, cause they want to make sure that the doctors are doing it correctly and not leaving like some of the capsule Being, behind some Valium and saying, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, they want to make sure that you're getting the right procedure, which is called on block 
um, total capsulectomy. And that's what you're supposed to have done under general anesthesia. Mm. So, um, so I, I get, I went to the doctor that those six women had referred me to and he wasn't on the list of the approved doctors because of, they're really strict on this list. But, um, I went to him and he said, yes, I'm going to do a total capsulectomy. And, um, they ended up having a cancellation and they asked me if I could bring the money in cash. And so I did, I figured it out and, um, and I was able to get the money together quickly and I brought it in and she's like, okay, you know, I had to get like an EKG and some blood work and they got me in really quick. So I had it done in June, which was, wow. I'm so thankful for. Yeah. Because the other two doctors that were, um, on the approved list for Southern California, you had to pay to get on their waiting list and then you had to wait like a year to get surgery. Oh and I didn't have a year at that point. Like I couldn't, my best friend even called my husband one day and said, I'm really scared. She said, I, I feel like something's going to happen and I'm, I'm so scared. And he was scared too, but he didn't admit it to me until after. So, yeah. wow. Well, thank goodness you were able to get in quickly. Yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, that's pretty quick. Two months from realizing, oh my gosh, I have this to getting them taken out. So, mm. So then, okay, so you had the procedure, had them taken out. How was your recovery? And then how, how soon after you had them taken out did you notice that you were f- feeling better and starting to see those symptoms go away? Was it immediate or did it take some time? Yeah, it was, it was pretty, a lot of it was immediate. Um, so to get implants taken out is not painful at all. I, I ended up, um, getting a lift because I had, you know, like I said, I had gone from like 130 pounds to 240 and then, um, and then had, and I lost all of my weight again with this nutrition program that I found. And so, um, uh, and had breastfed two kids and let's just say that they weren't pretty by any means. So I had a lot of extra skin. So I had, um, I had a lift done and a lot of skin removed. And, um, so that part was a little bit painful, but it was nothing like getting them in nothing. So, well, that's good. That's good. mm -hmm. And so, um, how long of a recovery was that after you had them taken out? Um, not long. I, I, I feel like I maybe took the pain medicine for four or five days and then switched to like Tylenol. And, you know, of course they have, they have like restrictions on lifting and I had a baby at the time. Sure. The one that's two now, but, um. But yeah, I, so I stayed at my mom's and she helped me, but I was up and out of bed the first night and I had, my friends came over and visited and brought me food. And the next day, whenever they told me I could take a shower, I got up and took a shower. Yeah. I had, um, 
I had these drains that were draining like the extra blood. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the only thing that bothered me. Just like the feeling of having it there, it creeped me out. But yeah, um, but yeah, it wasn't bad at all. And then what a lot of us do in the groups, um, they always suggest you do this because it's kind of amazing, is take a before picture, like close up of your face um, the night before you have the procedure or like the morning that you're there ready for surgery. And then like in the same lighting to take a picture 24 hours later, 48 hours later. And within 24 hours, my eyes went from like dark, like just really dark and cloudy to just like crystal clear. And yeah. And so you can, and the transformations that you see these ladies have, um, you can just tell that the toxins are just coming out and, and that their body is just so relieved. And yeah, things change pretty quickly. Have you ever shared those pictures that you took? Yeah, I have. Um, can you send it to me and are you okay with us putting on our site? Yeah. 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 Um, I actually, for some reason, um, I felt like really ashamed of the fact that, that I had had breast implants. Um, and I don't know why I don't, I don't know why it's really, it's really something that we need to start working with our daughters on. And so for me, it's really huge for me to make sure that my daughter the emphasis is not on her looks or her beauty. It's, you know, um, in being strong or working hard or being kind. So like the really big thing in our house is we make sure that we're always kind and we include everybody at school and, you know, um, and I don't talk about weight in front of her or like if I try on a pair of pants, I don't say, Oh, these look terrible, you know, because, um, because those self-esteem issues are why I felt I needed implants in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, um, just to start wrapping it up, I just, I have one last question for you. Okay. Um, so if there's any ladies out there that were thinking about getting implants, um, being on the other side and going through all of this, what would you tell them? What, you know, do you have any, <laughs> thoughts for them, anyone looking to get implants? Yeah. So, you know, now, now there's so much information out there. You just have to look for it. So what I, what I tell people is, you know what, add yourself to a couple of breast implant illness groups on Facebook and just start, just start watching, just be a fly on the wall. And, um, and, you know, I've had several friends that just by watching me and my journey and watching all these other women go through it, they have changed their minds. Um, there, We see a lot of people dying of cancer, um, dying of different uh, autoimmune things, type things. Um, and there are a lot of there's a lot of suicide in this, in this realm of things because, um, 
you know, there are a lot of women that cannot pay for an explant and it's understandable. It's, uh. you know, like four five, six, seven thousand and up. And so wow. it's not something you think about when you're, when you're getting it done, you want that instant gratification, you get them in, you don't think down the line on how you have to possibly get them removed one day or get them, you know, switched out or something. Um, sure. so yeah, so I just, I always tell people just keep an open mind and, um, and just sit in a group for several months, um, and just watch and, and see what you think. And, and again, it's not, it's not if it's when, and it could be 35 years from now, but mm-hmm. why put yourself in that situation? You know, I mean, um, right. Yeah. So- it's all about education and educating yourself. Um, yes. So um, if anyone who's listening to this and they have like, they want to know more information or maybe they want to get them, but they have more questions for you about your experience, um, you're okay with us putting your link to your Facebook on our show notes, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I encourage people to message me and I mean, I would even give out my phone number if I didn't think I was going to get a bunch of weird calls <laughs> but yeah start with Facebook we'll start and with then Facebook, yeah yeah. Okay. yeah definitely yeah we'll definitely do that thank you so much for all this information I've learned so much and I'm sure that a ton of people are going to learn a lot too yeah absolutely thank you for sharing your story Tony we're so thankful that you're okay and that you were able to figure out what was going on you know with your body and and um that you're that you're well we're thankful that you're well and um hopefully this will bring some more awareness to breast implant illness and um you know help help us ladies to make uh, educated decisions in what we do with our bodies so we're we're so appreciative of you so thank you and thank you for having me you're welcome have a good night you guys thank you you too okay bye bye Okay, and so for season two, we wanted to add a new segment to the end of our shows where we talk about something that we discovered throughout the week that we think would be beneficial for our listeners. Um, So today I want to talk about this clock that I saw somebody post on Facebook a couple weeks ago. Um, It's this clock. Have you ever heard of a grow clock? No, I haven't. Tell me about it, Paige. Okay, so (laughs) it's this clock. Um, I don't... I know that I'm not here yet with Jack and Maisie, but my stepkids, I was always waking up at like five o'clock in the morning with them because they were up for the day. And actually I am there with Jack and Maisie, but they're not old enough to understand yet, you know, but maybe in a couple of years, um, I'll get one of these. It's this clock and you set like a timer on it. So like, say you want Brenly to wake up at seven o'clock instead of like five in the morning. Um, so throughout the night, it has stars on it, and then as the night progresses, the stars go away, Okay. and then when it's time for them to get up, it turns into a sun. So like if they wake up at, I don't know, say five o'clock, yeah. I think there'd probably be like two stars left, Okay. so they'll see there's two stars, and then they can wait until, oh, there's one star left, yeah. and then it turns into a sun, so, that's so cute. I thought then, that's cool. And then when the sun... When the sun is up, that means they can get out of bed. Yeah. 
Yeah. Super cute. And I've seen a couple different versions of it too. Um, I don't remember what the other ones were called, but this one was called Grow Clack. I'm going to put a link to it on our show notes. Awesome. Yep. I'll definitely have to be getting one of those for Brenly. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> At some point. <laughs> so anyway, um, thank you guys for joining us and we will see you again next week. Until then, let's mom, mom together. together.